0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. Well, Bart, good afternoon. Did your scouting report, did it uh, kind of hit the mark last night between Arkansas and Missouri?
1: I think it was pretty close. I think uh, you know, any time your best player that you're having to guard, Kobe Brown getting in foul trouble and missing most of the first half, certainly does not hurt the home team. But it was as predicted. It was kind of an old-fashioned SEC slugfest in a way. Hawks get down early by as much as 15. Battle back against a team that has a really nice zone defense, which you said is the Achilles heel of what basically the last two years for Coach Musselman-driven uh, teams. Come back, and they hit timely three-point shots. Six for 21, 29% does not stand out, but all six were extremely timely. We needed them, and they were big.
2: So, Bart, are you relieved since Arkansas won a game that if they didn't win, the program would dissolve?
0: Game of the century, Bart. I don't know if you listened earlier at the beginning (laughs) of the program how much he ripped. He tried his best (laughs) to mock you and I. Over oh, when Coach I didn't mock you. I said Coach Musselman came uh, in his pre uh, post-game uh, comments and said that was a must-win game.
3: It was a must-win, Randy. M U S S. Come on, That's man. Right. He didn't.
0: He didn't say M U S S. <laughs> he said M U S T. I,
2: I also pointed out that the last two years Arkansas has gone to the Elite Eight both times and started 0-2 in each year. In fact, yes. last year 0-3 in the SEC. Don't, and that's don't why you the dare fir- agree the with fir- him, Mark? The first game of January, is a, it's an important game, but it's not a must win.
1: Don't you dare agree with him? No. Well, I won't agree, but I will say this. It, even <laughs> as well as like, I, I, the Hawks didn't play great, Missouri didn't play terrible, but you see how tough it is to win on the road. So yeah. if you're wanting – The Elite Eight is not where we want to be, and we want to get to the Final Four. Seeding has a lot to do with that. So every game becomes critically important, as you guys obviously know. So it's nice, and I think we really – they're not must-have, but I think you need to protect home court. Ah, we went the must-have to critically important. That's
2: a whole different deal. That's a whole different deal. And by the way, as we pointed out earlier, only one team went on the road in the uh, the last two nights in the SEC – And that was the team that forgot its uniforms. That's an oddity. Ever heard of that before? Is that not a great Aggie joke? (laughs) And they still won. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, how do you
1: forget your uniform?
2: I don't know. Yeah, isn't it interesting that the head coach, and I'll give him credit, he took the blame. Now, the only way he could take the blame would be he didn't ask because it's not his responsibility to get players' uniforms to the game. Think so, so so maybe he didn't ask, and so he can take the blame, but somebody really messed up on that deal. There's a basketball manager yeah. somewhere that messed up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. There was
2: a former yes.
3: basketball manager. <laughs> yes, <leader. laughs> yeah, That's was. right. Yeah. yeah. they got back home
0: in uh, College Station, son, don't look back. <laughs> he, he
3: might have been on a bus if they hadn't won. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Bart, uh, this kind of ties in with uh, a little bit of last night. Well, a lot of last night. Uh, From our Asher Record Service Company live feedback, Jaden says, I have to ask Bart, what determines which subs will play on a given night like Joseph Pinion? What made Coach Mm. Musselman put him in?
1: Well, he had a game last night, didn't he, gentlemen? Uh, yeah That's the best I've seen Joseph play, obviously, on that big of a stage. But he looked really comfortable out there with the basketball for a guy that doesn't get a ton of minutes. So, Coach Musselman is very analytical. He's very scientific-driven. But I do think with certain substitution patterns, it's a gut feel. He puts Joseph in. Joseph makes some things happen. Hits a shot. He stays in. So, it can. To be just that simple you give a guy three minutes it's in the plan to give him three minutes and he goes in and he gets a steal and hits a three and you know three minutes turn into five minutes to kind of test it out what i loved about joseph last night if we could get that i mean just even two or three of those or the threat of a guy that could hit four in a game would be huge for this arkansas razorback team It's the one thing i think we have consistently missed in the last three years is knockdown shooting. Uh, But outside of that, Coach Musselman's rotation gets pretty much set. And as the games get tighter, he kind of tightens up with the substitution pattern. So he's got his crew he's going to go with. I think there was some flexibility because Kobe Brown did get in foul trouble, uh, which Jordan Walsh did a fantastic job defending him. But he's looking at numbers, and then he's going with the old-fashioned gut feel on how a player's playing in that given stretch that he's in the game.
3: You know, when Uh – you know, Must was at a point where he needed a spark and you gotta sell out credit. Nothing is more of a spark than a guy can come in and knock down a three. And, you know, I kinda isolated on Pinion because they talk about well, he can't play defense. I, I watched him five or six series in a row. Hey, the kid got with it and he deserves more playing time.
1: Yes. And to your point, Ray, I wanna say it say this so everybody knows Joseph Pinion is an outstanding athlete, not an average athlete, an outstanding athlete. And he can defend as well as 90% of the freshmen coming in at the Power 5 level. His ability to not be in certain spots defensively is really a testament to how great this Arkansas Razorback team is defensively because he does do a great job. But as he gets into next year, he's learning certain techniques and tricks that can help him be a effective defender. But he is a great athlete and a very adequate defender. Very underrated defender.
0: So let's ask this question then, Bart could we somewhat expect maybe maybe not identical success but close to with Barry Dunning, Jr. and Darian Ford given an opportunity?
1: I think so, especially Barry Dunning with his length and versatility because I really think – and the way he started off the season, guys, I don't know if you agree, I kind of expected him to kind of gain some minutes. I um, and, yeah, I'm here. Sure. Yeah. And so I think he's a guy that next year steps into a extreme, a much larger role than he's currently in. But his versatility, I love Barry Dunning. I think he's a two-way guy, and he's got a great jump shot he finishes. So I would love to see him get some more minutes even this year. Uh, but certainly I think he's a big piece over the next couple of years for that team.
0: All right, before we get off track, our hoop fire, male, female, Performers of the week.
1: All right. So Rashad Marshall, a probably one of the most prolific guys in the country that's in our state that we don't talk about. He is a six nine, 2023 20, He's from Blyville. He they were just in a tournament, Poplar Bluff, where he goes twenty points, eleven rebounds, twenty two points, fifteen rebounds, five blocks. And in the championship game, thirty four points. 12 rebounds, six block shots. This guy is a physical presence inside. In the low post, he can finish both hands right, left. But he's got a great jump shot inside 15 feet and can even step out and hit the three. So he's got a high motor, runs the court extremely well. This is a national power five type of talent. Committed to Ole Miss, but is leading this Blybill team. I think they are 17-0 and 0 today. But they in that tournament, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, they beat some really great teams, Hillcrest uh, in Tennessee, and just completely dominated the paint, both offensively and defensively. Rashad Marshall, five nine, twenty twenty three.
0: Wait, five nine or six nine?
1: Oh, 6'9". Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You said well, he a 6'9", and,
0: and all of a sudden he drops a foot. I just yeah. want to
3: be sure. Has, has right. he signed or, or just committed to Ole Miss? Uh, he's
1: com—he's committed. He's committed. <clears throat> okay, that's all yeah. I need to know. He's an Arkansas <laughs> Hawk, by the way, as well. Darryl. He was on the 17U team last
0: year. Daryl. Daryl Walker. Head to Blavel. Bring this young man home. All right, our hoop fire, female. Performer of the week.
1: Well, I have to give it to Miss Cheyenne Kent from Worlton. Worlton's in the 4A. They can compete with any team out there in the 4A. I think there are three or four teams that can beat any 6A team. So Walton is one of those teams. She is five eight. She's a point guard, shooting guard. She's a 2023. She has committed to Weber State. So this is a Division One player. She's got outstanding handles, probably the best live ball dribbler where she can just take take off in ISO situations, get to the rim, finish, or, Randy, maybe the best mid-range kind of stop-and-pop jump shot I've seen a long time on the ladies' level. This young lady can do it all. She played in the finals of a tournament, holiday tournament, where Nashville pressed and pressed had to handle the ball the entire game she finished the game with only two turnovers so this is a young lady that was all state all conference as a sophomore averaged 20 points a game in the state tournament used to the big stage and she is primed to get mulletons to make a state championship run this year
0: uh speaking of nashville that kind of t- uh, ties in with this game uh john wants to know from our asher record service company live in feedback nashville how good is this 4 a team could they compete at the 6a level
1: that question asked but well, they're the they're the talk listen this is the talk of the state this team i wish we had the overall so i could uh, see uh, what it would be like to watch this because Getting a chance, that's basically for people in the Sheridan gym had a chance to see a preview, I think, of the 4A state championship. Bulletin and Nashville played in the finals in the slugfest. Nashville plays 12 players. They press the entire game. And for high school fans, junior high fans, even college fans, you don't see a ton of full-court press at the high school level for the entire game. So this team plays extremely fast. They score a lot of points. Almost Nolan Richardson style. they platoon substitute. They've got excellent players. Their eighth player is as good as their first player. So I think Nashville, in my opinion, they are the best overall team in the state. Defending state champions from the 4A last year, I don't think any team can beat them. Their pressure and depth is just too much, but they are a fantastic basketball team and I think the number one team overall in the state. On I the think side. I hear
0: Fort Smith North Side. I think the Conway. Oh yeah. Wampus Cats. I think they're chopping. Yep. Their, cabbage. They're cabbage. Come on. Yeah.
1: Bring them all. Yeah. Hey, I'd but, love to see it.
0: Especially when you're talking about win or go home, and uh, that's what the of Champs used to be back in the day. Um, Will wants to know. Uh, What are the key stats to look for to predicting success in the SEC? He's talking specifically
1: hog keys. Well, I think – take this to the bank. If Ricky Council scores over 20 points a game, the Arkansas Razorbacks are in good shape. So when he is offensively driven to be our go-to guy and he gets on a roll like I felt like he was – kind of in the second half last night. If he's scoring above 20 points a game, that's a key, key stat to determine if that's a win. If he's anywhere around that 24, 25, 26, I don't see us losing. That means he's scoring, but chances are, the way the offense is structured, the ball's moving. So he's not the primary point guard. So he's getting his touches, means the ball's uh, getting moved around. I think three-point attempts. 21 last night, not even about the make, it's the attempt. It shows the confidence that the young men feel that they can take the three and shoot it. Uh, obviously, there's no stat for timely three-point shots, but I, we alluded to this earlier. Anytime you can come in and hit big shots when you're down like Joseph did or to take a lead in the second quarter, it's huge. And turnovers. Now, as I say turnover, guys, we lost the turnover battle last night. We had 17, Mizzou had 11, They didn't capitalize, and we did. Lastly, rebound. We absolutely dominated Missouri on the boards last night. I think we was at 43 to 20 on the complete domination. So if we are rebounding like that for a somewhat poor shooting team, that means second and third chance opportunity in the lane, which can also lead to made baskets and or free throws. So
0: I think those are the big. 40-23 was the difference. But the major difference to me was the 15 offensive rebounds by Arkansas yeah. compared to nine for Missouri. Let's talk with uh, Ron. He's got a question for you, Bart. Ron, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Bart? Hello. Yes, sir. You got a comment Hey, Ron. a question for Bart?
1: Hey, yeah, uh, I have a comment about last night's getting By just opinion, being in there, it pulls you off the defense out a little bit and opens up that middle. And uh, because he, he's consistent at the three point range, and by doing that, it, it spreads the defense out. defense out a little bit more than what it normally is. Uh, and my question is. Uh, I read an article, this NBA analyst said that Dick uh, Smith has played the last game he's going to play for Arkansas. Is that true? And I'll his, hang up, uh,
0: his agent, by the way, is Rich Paul, who has shortened a lot of either um, college careers or otherwise that he represents out of safety concerns.
1: For sure. So that would be LeBron's agent for all those that don't. So well, let me say this to Joseph, about Joseph real quick, uh, Ron. The corner three is the most valuable shot in basketball. Joseph finds the corner extremely well. And you can hear Coach Musselman when he's talking, preaching to his players in practice. Rent rent to the corner in transition, and he's specifically on Joseph about that because a three is a three, but a corner three creates double gap spacing like you alluded to, that leaves the middle wide open. So it is a huge shot, and him hitting those is huge. I don't think I'm, – I'm just being honest. I think Nick Smith wants to play basketball. He's not like most of these guys. He has a competitive drive to play. I don't think that – well, I know. He doesn't, that he doesn't want his Arkansas to career to end the way it would be if he did not step on the court again. So I would not put any credence behind that. If Nick gets healthy and can get cleared, he will be on the court. And just for all that don't know, it's not Nick's decision not to play. There are doctors. They have protocols, as Rick can attest to. It's not the young man's decision. I think he'd be out there if he was on one leg trying to play. So Nick wants to play. He wants to be an Arkansas Razorback. And I don't think it's his last game, and I sure hope it's not his last game.
0: We have tried. Maybe it's not our business to try, but we have tried. Do we have any kind of clarification, Bart, on what kind of injury that Nick is dealing with? We know it's a knee,
1: yeah, so but it, it, of that, it, that's it. it yeah, so it's, a, so it's a chronic inflammation swelling issue. And so the thought behind taking him out, basically kind of leaving him indefinite, with was, was not a return date is that he can get in rehab consistently and take the swelling and get it all the way down. So he's in PT. He's trying to take the steps to get healthy. I think what we had was the situation was that we were putting a Band-Aid on it. He would play. He would have the inflammation. He would have the pain. Then we hold him out for two games, and he comes back for a game. So now they're trying to take more of a, I guess, strategic approach and try to keep him out for a little bit more of a protracted period of time Get him 100% healthy, which nobody's really 100% healthy during this midway through the season. Get him close to 100% where when you put him out there, he can play and finish out the season. I felt bad for Nick. Randy, he needs the rhythm to be able to play some games in a row to be as effective as he can be. So you kind of feel for the young man, but they're really trying to get him back healthy so he can finish out the season.
3: Is it a meniscus? Is, Is that what it is?
1: No, he he does. There's no structural. Listen, if it was structural, he would be done, and they would he would come to Martin Orthopedics have surgery, and it would be done. So it's nothing structural. um, As far as I guess the meniscus would heal heal anyway on its own without surgery, but there's nothing structural. So there's no grade two tear, three tear, anything like that. We're talking about a knee problem with inflammation and pain, but it limits his ability to be effective on the court. So – and, again, you've got medical doctors and protocols that you have to pass to make sure you're able to play, especially when you're an NBA prospect like Nick Smith Jr.
3: And let me say this to to the listening audience. If you've never had knee issues, and I don't care what it is, a meniscus strain, uh, tear, whatever, uh, you can't take a step without it being pain and very, very very painful. And how some of these these pro pro athletes come back as quick as they do, I I, I don't know. But nothing – Nothing outside of a back pain is worse than a knee pain. That's right. And,
1: Bart, and Ray, uh, what, to your point, Nick needs his legs more than uh, center or power forward. Everything he does is downhill, lateral explosion, push off. So he needs that knee. So it's got to it's get help for him for to be effective.
0: Bart, thank you once again. Hoop Fire is who we think, need to think as well. Bart Reed, a pure sweat basketball skills brought to you by Hoop Fire.
3: Enjoyed it, Bart.